Welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. I've got Peta Condon with me and I'm excited to hear about her new book that we're going to be talking about. So uh, we'll get started right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks. We engage with leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations to awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. You can help us get the word out by liking, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Now, enjoy the conversation. All right, so I'm excited to have PETA on here with me. PETA, I, I think you're the one that pointed out it's been about 11 months since we had you on last time. That's right. Which, uh, quite a ways, but uh, welcome. So glad to have you on again. Yeah, great to be here, Gil. Yes. So for those who may not know uh, where you're from and who you are, go ahead and share a little bit about that uh, before you jump in. And we're going to talk about the title, which is Heaven's Reflections, and that is your new book that's been out and been mm -hmm. impacting a lot of people. But go ahead and share a little bit about who you are. Right. Um, Gil, uh, I guess I would call myself uh, a mentor, a bit of a teacher, a nature mystic, um, but also someone that um, it was funny, I was talking to someone the other day who said I can finally actually fully be who I am. Now there's so much talk about mystics and the next stage because that, I, my journey as a little girl was um, very much mystic, Catholic mystic, Irish background. So it's not a new journey for me. Um, very, very excited um, about the next stage, if we want to call it that, next era that we're walking, transitioning into. So I would say I've been part of the trailblazing group behind the scenes for about 20 years myself, um, stepping yeah. away from yeah. pastoring in a big church um, just to, to walk the road and the journey where Yahweh's leading us now. So um, I live on the south coast of uh, New South Wales in Australia, near Eden, in Eden. So wow. um, it truly is paradise. And um, I was Sydney-born, and um, I'm just on the journey, and I've noticed a lot of changes again for myself and many around me over the past year since um, since we chatted. I really, I think last time we chatted was post the fires here on the on the east coast of Australia. Right, right, we just right. talked into some of the administrations of that. So yes, I've now finally compiled the book that's been sitting in my heart for many many years. And yeah, I'm very glad to put it out. Well, and uh, we, you shared a little bit that uh, Chris Blackaby encouraged you to get this out and get it get it mm. going. And and you know, I don't know if you knew he was he here was here. Had we had dinner with him and did yes. a show in in house. So uh, mm. yeah, love Chris Blackaby. But so let's talk about your book. Let's talk about mm -hmm. what's in it. And I think you have it there if you want to show us. Love to be able to see yes. that. It's um. There it is, Heaven's yeah. Reflection. Yeah. So it's shining off the lights a bit. Um, and it is published by Surf Creative. And um, it's under 100 pages. But the idea of writing it was um, I put together some ponderings, reflections, some writings to allow people to engage that. And I think, too, my heart was that many of the mystic writings of old um, were written in short writings. And so when people read a writing, 
they're tending to put it down, go away and reflect on it. And, and I've compiled a lot of photographs into it to act as a portal or a gateway for people through nature to engage the heart of the father. So my total heart for the book is that will draw people closer and deeper into the reality of their oneness with him um, and their oneness with one another and oneness with creation. Um, and so this writing says reflections and I guess governmental administrations coming forth from the Holy of Holies from our union with him. So that's me in a nutshell. So that's what the writings are about. And it's touching people's lives in ways I didn't expect. So it's, I think um, one young man said to me, wow, the weight on it. I've never read anything like it. But I think that's because it's, it's coming out of my heart. It's coming out of truly who I am. I just haven't written or teaching notes. I've just allowed the flow of Yahweh to come forth onto the, onto the pages. Well, and I was going to ask you, because you've shared that a little bit, um, I, I guess I'm getting a little bit of echo, I'm not sure, uh, is, the, is the volume on your end up a little high, or I guess should, could it be turned down a little bit, just to give that a try anyway, see if that um, helps that echo, didn't catch it before we got started. How's that um, I think... I might not notice until you're talking for a while. So we'll go ahead and carry on here. So um, <clears throat> one of the things that you were sharing is is how it's impacted other people's lives. So mm -hmm. I, if you have other stories, I'd love to understand how it's impacting people. I'd like people to hear who are watching right now um, how it's impacting lives. And then also we'll talk about where they can get your book. So start with how it's mm -hmm. impacting people's lives. Right. Um, yes, it's, I've had some beautiful feedback. I was sharing into a little hub in Bristol, UK a few weeks ago, and the, the leader or the facilitator of that beautiful group, um, she acquired the book just a couple of weeks before I was sharing there, and uh, she just openly said when she picks the book up to read, she reads about a few lines and can't go, gets drawn in and is not able to go further in the reading, but just sort of puts her face in the book <laughs> and, and enters into what the writing's about and really um, enters in through that portal of the writing or the picture and engages the depth of Yahweh's heart that is written there. It, so that was a powerful testimony from her. And um, it's also given her permission, which is beautiful because I, I love this for people, It's and reminded her of the wonder, the beauty, um, the creative element out there, how we are one, and the engagement through that and the sense of what she engages when she gets into the waters, for example. So yeah. people yeah. are experiencing the waters in a very different way, and I've got a few writings on that as well. So <laughs> that's been very, very powerful for her. Um, another dear friend in Australia that leads a big hub here that I share with quite frequently Um the same for her. She starts to read it, gets halfway through the first page or the second paragraph, and her words are to me, she gets totally blissed. And she just oh. has to sit in it and explore everything that is actually opening for her, whether it's a writing or a reflection. Um, another young man who I know that lives up, up the north coast of Australia who's very, very 
in tune with creation. He's a surfer. I talked to him about the journey many, many years ago when we were body surfing together. And um, he was a young man that actually said it's incredibly powerful for him that each time he reads, he's, he's just drawn into the depth of the wonder of our oneness and union with Yahweh. And my words added to that for him when we when we exchanged on text was um, he felt he was connecting to the source that is in, in him in a greater way than he ever has before. And the impact of that emanating out into creation and understanding the sounds and the frequencies that he sees and perceives in the natural and in the spiritual. So, so um, yeah. I mean, this sounds wonderful. And, you know, we just have spent like the last month or two on almost every one of our shows uh, talking about oneness. Mm -hmm. uh, so here you've got a book on oneness. I would yes. love to hear your your take, your understanding of, um, you know, what what uh, oneness is and, you know, what are you expressing in the book that's you think is impacting people so much? Um, I think. For myself, I think when we emanate out or write or share or engage from the reality of the truth of knowing for ourselves, um, that comes forth from our heart. So for me, um, like I shared in a hub about a month ago, I know that I know that I know that I'm in Christ and he's in me and I'm one and I'm in the dance with the Godhead. It's not, it's not a belief system for me. It's beyond that to the depth of the reality of experiencing that. Um, and at times, if I engage that, I certainly feel within in that matrix, that presence of God. And so I know that oneness. I, I turn in and out of the reality of my heavenly positions that I'm in all the time in, in the knowing of that. And so that to me is oneness. I am actually one with the Godhead. I come out of the womb of his heart. He is larger than that, but I am not separate from that. And my spirit and soul, as my soul is more transfigured and healed, I experience that in a greater way. Um, and with the tree of life within me and the emanation of the revelation of the Godhead in me and through me as I grow, that sense of oneness that feeling that being is a real reality for me it was as a child bill and i went off down different pathways i just have a little bit of language to explore it now so oh, i'm never beautiful. separate from him i'm i never walk around in the day or retire at night thinking secular sacred oh god's out there and here i am i experience the reality that i walk fully in oneness with, with him as a yeah. son, as a child, in the in the truth of actually who we created to be, that is a reality. That is union. That is truth for me. So that's what pours out of me, I think, and that probably has poured out onto the pages. That's beautiful. I love that. So, this is a book that you just wrote. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting because you sent me a. Um, video that you that somebody else made i guess they met you and kind of interviewed you out on a lake or a river <laughs> where right. you were kayaking <laughs> I thought, that's so cool that's so yes, cool I, I do know that lady well i didn't know her really well so i'm in a kayaking group on saturday mornings and i just love these ladies and we kayak and 
this lady, Carla, just paddled up beside me. And she said, Peter, your book, you've just written a book, I hear. I'm going to interview you now. And I went, whoop, okay. <laughs> so it was totally, so we sort of drew alongside one another, held on. And she did that impromptu video little clip. And then she posted it all over her Facebook and tagged me in it. And off it went everywhere. So it was totally impromptu, but it was beautiful. <laughs> it and, was. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And these these people that I'm in connection with are people that understand and have a spirituality but have never sat in church or buildings or religious systems. And so there's a real ease on the relationship with them. It's just beautiful. Mm. And I keep feeling like I need to cultivate more of those relationships. We live, uh, you know, with a, um, you know, near Manitou Springs, which is a, a new age um, uh you know, Haven, or actually used to be more so, but I think it still is. And anyway, I've yet to even go downtown there. And I, I keep kicking myself because I'd love to go meet some of these people. But we just went to Sedona, Arizona. And we just returned from there, which mm. Sedona, Arizona is known for being a very heavy area of, you know, vortexes and portals yeah. and new age. Yeah. And um, I, I shared this on the last show that I did that you know, my heart has always been, it's like, a, I want to go in, I just want to go in and strike up a conversation with, a, you know, a psychic or somebody like that. And just, I just want to, you know, engage with them to see where father goes. And yet he's never opened the door, nor has he never ever made me feel like now's the time. And mm -hmm. while we were in Sedona, we drove by this place and I was just, I, you know, saw these massive crystals, like four feet high uh, crystals that you know, just were massive. I'm like, oh man, I got to go back and see that. Mm -hmm. So I turned around and, and I park. And it was so funny because my wife went one way to one, one store while I was going to this one that I saw. So what drew me, she thought this drew me and she went over there like, okay, you go there, I'll go here. So I go in and I'm just meandering around looking at these massive crystals and, um, and you know, there's nobody around. And, and as I'm looking around, I, it finally dawns on me, oh, I'm in a psychic reader's shop because they had a desk there and then they had all these different, uh, you know, rooms you could go in and everybody was busy in one of those rooms. There was no one outside at the counter to even greet me or say hi. And it's just yeah. one of those things where I, I realized, wow, so I stumble into a shop, but it's still not time. Because Father hasn't opened up that door. Now, I've met a lot of different New Age people, and we've been able to have conversations that were just wonderful. Uh, but to actually go in, in on their turf, on their time, and so forth, I, I guess Father hasn't released me to do that yet. But I just love that we can have that relationship with uh, people of different faiths and, and talk. Absolutely. And this is um, this is really open for me probably in the last 12 months, two years since I settled. I mean, last year was the first year because of um, obviously COVID fires and COVID um, that I didn't travel, which enabled me to sit and do the book. So it's 10 years I've been traveling to and fro to the UK or wherever for 10 years. Um, a lot of it's opened by I ocean swim, I wild swim and I body surf. And in the in the book too is a lot of my encounters with creation and how creation responds. And creation too, um, that's really important for me in the book that um, creation, Romans 8, is such a pivotal 
um, scripture for me that all of creation is groaning and awaiting for the suns to arise. Now, I'm having creation responses, not only with animals, but the water and all sorts of things now, and it's really opening. But often when I go to the beach early for a swim or a body surf, I'll sit on the rocks and I'll do a contemplative breathing exercise, just engaging our way. And people come past now and they say, oh, won't, won't disturb you. You're, you're meditating, aren't you? And then I'll walk the beach with them and have a chat what that looks like for me. And it, it just is just as open. Or, That's or a dog will come running up the beach from miles away because it recognises me and jumps into my lap. <laughs> or, or cuddles me or sits on my feet and all of that and the owner comes looking for me saying he doesn't normally do that they're drawn to you and so it opens up these doorways to talk and share to people and uh, I've, I met a beautiful couple down there that I've had a couple of barbecues with in the area and she she honestly and openly says she's been to psychics and new age people and comes from a town near where I used to live as a child and they're traveling at the moment she sent me a message the other day saying she's sitting out in nature and she can feel the love that I'm emanating towards her and that was exactly right because I was thinking of them I was holding them in my heart as they traveled and I turned my heart towards them wondering where they were next minute a message came in they pick up on it and I'm yeah. able to speak into that that the divine or the presence that I know is the Christ within. So I put language to it for me and they don't run away. They really engage it. Love that. Love that. Well, um, we need to take a quick break, but yes. when we come back, um, I would love to hear some of your creation encounters, if you mm. don't mind. Is that all right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do that right after this break. Here we go. Hey there, thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We want to take a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups around the world are using this course to shift into Kingdom Age thinking. If you're ready to step into what Father is doing now, then this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Online Classes tab. Now, back to the show. All right, I'm back with Peter and um, just was talking a little bit about um, uh, her creation encounters. And let's let's start there if you want. And then we, we talked about one other thing. So let's start with the creation encounters. I would love to hear some of yours. Right. Well, Gage, uh, a lot of um, a lot of engagement in the waters, as I said. Sometimes, if if I talk about the the elements, say the waters, I think the waters, you know, in this new era that we're moving, age that we're moving into, the um, upper waters and the lower waters. There's a lot happening there in the spirit realm as well as naturally. But I'll often sit on the rocks just to have that contemplative space and. Often I have noted when I maybe start to chant Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey, engage the Christ within and really enter into a space, the waters actually come up. They actually rise up in waveform. And it's like, um, I've written this one in my book. Sometimes it feels like a joining with me in the praise of God. And other oh, times wow. it's a total response of the water to the frequency and what's emanating out of my heart. And as a surfer, as a body surfer, as an ocean swimming, I know 
what would be normal and what would be an added dimension actually happening. Yeah. Um, and so the elements like that definitely have responded to me on various occasions. And um, when it comes to being in the water, um, some of the most astounding engagements with creation have been swimming with schools of fish that don't even move away from me. And in, in mm. that, dolphins coming and joining me on the way, which they'll do with humans anyway. They love the company and body surfing with them and then swimming back out and engaging and being, being around them. Um, <laughs> often one very special occasion, we get the whales traveling down the coast here, um, heading back to Antarctica after birthing. And I took a lady walking to a very special spot. And I, I said to this lady, I can sense that the whales are just over the hill. She said, oh, can you? And I said, yes, I can feel those sorts of things. I, I have a knowing about that. Let's take a shortcut. Let's sit on the rocks. And then I, she just sat beside me and I turned in and engaged in the spirit, listened for that sound that I know that the whale makes and started to echo it out and tap on the tap on the rocks the next minute a mother and baby leapt up in front of us well this lady nearly fell off the cliffs <laughs> <laughs> and she said have you just called that whale in and i said yes i i'm attuned to the sound spiritually and in the natural and i knew she would semi get that so i wasn't frightened of saying that and it was the most fabulous display and they they stayed and we enjoyed it and then a whaling boat tourists came over and echoed the same sound through the um, animals on the beach little dogs have swum out in the surf to me when they've noticed i'm there they're just drawn <laughs> many occasions telling the birds that they can't come inside they need to stay outside and all things so we as sons just emanating the love and the oneness towards creation respond to us yeah. And I, I truly believe that's part of restoration. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I firmly believe in the spirits behind the elements and so forth. Yes. And um, uh, but on that on that note, because um, I've heard a few things lately from others on, you know, about pantheism and, you know, how you need to, like, be afraid of that or uh, and. I know that when I was a pastor, that was the big thing is, you know, resisting pantheism and, and all that. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that or what? Look, I, I've never been challenged on that. Um, maybe I will be. But I mean, I, I see all of creation coming out of the, the womb Actually, or the heart of God. Yes. Sorry. Let me pause a second because I just realized there may be a lot of people out there who don't know what pantheism is. And pantheism is basically the thought or the idea that God is in everything that, you know, he's, he's in the pen, you know, or, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's in my earpiece, you know, or whatever, you know, he's in, he's in everything. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That's a real simplistic explanation of it. But yeah. so yeah. go ahead. Well, yes. And they would go on to say too, that create, that creation is the divine. Well, I, I don't sit in that space. I see from Genesis as well, that everything comes out of the heart of God. He breathed it forth. He spoke it forth. There's a frequency, a vibration, a reality that everything comes out of him and he holds everything together. Um, yeah. Whether it's Ephesians or Colossians, whether you're reading to any of those scriptures, I, and I see 
Yahweh and Christ beyond us and beyond. So even though we're one together and creation is one, everything coming forth and held together by Christ and in the matrix that the scientist knows about, in that energetic matrix that the science and faith correlate together with. Um, but I don't say that creation is God. Right. There is right. a difference. Um, so and, that, and, that's and, for me, and that, that would be how I would answer that. Yeah. And he transcends and I, us as well as holds us. Hmm. That And that's right. I mean, because he is in everything, and yet he yes. created all things. So that's right. to, to some and degree... he holds all things together. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like to some degree pantheism is correct in that the 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 fear of pantheism was an effort to try to resist the idea that we would make an idol of something and begin to worship that idol um but what you're doing is you're worshiping the creator in Mm -hmm. all things and and of all things but Mm -hmm. recognizing that there's a greater consciousness that god our father is the creator and that he is one and whole and yet we're in him as well and so i mean it's it's a wonderful paradox to try to understand. <laughs> it is. And I, I think, too, Gil, on that note, the reality for us in Western thinking is we have been so linear that we often still can't sit in the mystery of things. So, you know, there is a revealing of mysteries Love and that. for us to, to move circular and understand things. But um, church age, um, whatever we want to say, or Western thinking – as much as it's wonderful and great innovations, it still likes to go one plus one must equal two. So there, there is a, a transitioning happening for many that I know that it's so much more comfortable to sit in the mystery um, of God and who he is as well as um, open up the mysteries of God, for want of a better word. So sit in that paradox. And so... The exploration of going beyond the Western mind, the Greek thinking, where everything had to, I had to be able to understand all of that with my mind. And so many that um, I'm sharing with and talking to are feeling the permission to actually live from the core of the cells, from their heart, from their oneness. And freedom, that's the call of my spirit. Uh, One of the calls that I release from myself often in the spirit is freedom and for the sons to rise to fully who they are, but to allow ourselves to live in the mystery of Yahweh as well as unpackage the mystery as kings to be his sons and release from that position of that oneness within him. So if we need to have answers to everything from the Greek thought, we're going to run into strut because then God isn't god <laughs> you know so you've got these two things going on all the time yeah this morning i was listening to a a talk of a scientist a panel of scientists that uh were trying to explain how the the believing mind works and yet yes. i don't think not one of them claimed to be a christian or have a faith of any type and so i thought well, that's quite a one-sided conversation. It's like you're leaving out the whole point. But but one of the things that was brought up in it was really interesting because talking about mystery is mm. that when you sit in a mystery, you're sitting in uncertainty. You're mm. sitting in the unknown. And for so many people, and what they brought up was that, um, you know, for for a lot of people, religion, you know, gets rid of some of the uncertainty. It gives at least an answer, whether it's a real answer or not. But I'm like, 
No, what we're teaching now is to learn to be comfortable with the uncertainty. And so I guess it's not the uncertainty itself. It's the fear of the uncertainty that mm-hmm. that can really cause a stress in one's life that can kind of turn their life upside down if they're yes. not careful. Absolutely. So I guess it comes back to walking in love and learning to love so that casts out the fear. Yes, walking totally in love, walking in the mystery of the transcendent Godhead and everything. And um, I don't know about you, but the further I walk with that, um, the more that I don't know and the more that he draws me in to learn more about him. So this it's this constant walking towards um, one of, one of the little writings I've got is it's all about transformation and not transactional. And I think the journey of the, the Western Christian faith for many years is if I do that, God will do that. If I, if I you know, this constant dogma, tradition, none of that yeah. is wrong and we honour everything. But it, it's a transformational faith of walking closer and deeper with the reality of who we are in the oneness with him. And that... That leads you deeper into mysteries at times. And when you sit comfortably with something, then he opens something else up for you. I mean, for myself at the moment, I find myself engaging the sacred geometry of how creation is made. And I thought, oh, well, this makes sense now because it, it felt like the book brought a completion of finish, not an end of finish, you know, like that was finished. So I'm spiraling into understanding um for want of a better word how creation is formed and every mathematical equation so maths believe it or not was my strongest subject at school even though i haven't delved into it but every mathematical equation out there is just uh, an expression of yahweh's heart and how he has designed everything out there and so understanding the frequency the vibration the design of how creation is made, I truly believe the suns, as we engage, as we walk deeper and deeper from our oneness and purity of heart with Yahweh, he is going to actually show us how things are designed and how we'll be part of that process. Yeah, I'm reading some good material now, and it just really is driving home the point of, I'll just call it divine science. Yes. so many people think there's this there's this big battle between science and religion, and there's yeah. really not between yeah. some of the people, yeah, but not not the actual things. The the, the science and the religion or faith, they the faith that we have in God is we're we're getting some of it explained little by little through science, yeah. and it's a beautiful beautiful marriage of the two, that if we don't get bent out of shape and feel like, you know, no, my way is the only way, then uh, it's a beautiful thing to walk into and just begin to understand a little bit more of God as he reveals it and releases it to us. It's, I think it's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think as we transition, I mean, some writings I want to do is on transitioning well, and Berlin's been helping me with that because I think, um, we will see in this next stage, new era, a greater marrying of science and faith because as the suns open up and and grow and start to do the things that we're meant to do, it will marry with what scientists are actually seeing, particularly around frequencies and the design of creation 
how God, uh, Yahweh is not chaotic. There, there is order in everything that he has designed and there's a frequency and a flow. And uh, um, as I said, there's an equation there for want of a better word. Does that make God any less? No, he makes him bigger. Everything's right. got, you know, right. the, his breath, the living letters, the design, the mathematical formulas that are opening. That doesn't make um, faith or God less. It enlarges it. Right. See, he has a God of order. Well, and it's like it's like one type of science tends to open up another type of science, which leads to a deep. It's like the rabbit hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper. It's like, did Newton ever have a? And maybe he did, but I'm just using this as an example, just throwing it out. But did Newton, who you know, kind of discovered the law of gravity, did he have any idea about string theory, or about multiverses, or about quantum physics? You know, it's just each one of these tend to open up something more, where we realize, oh man, the depth of God. And his mm-hmm. creation is mm-hmm. so far beyond anything that we could fully understand. But we keep learning and we keep that's digging it. deeper. Yeah. yeah. And it's exactly. sitting in those mysteries. Yeah. That's it. And I mean, some of those scientists intuitively would know some of that stuff, but they probably didn't have the language to it. I mean, I'm very intuitive in, in my life's journey anyway. I feel and see. I, I don't learn by reading a lot of stuff. So I intuitively sense something and then I go and explore and lean into that and trailblaze into that. If I go down a wrong trail, I come back to where I was and go down another. That That's how I journey life generally. That's what trailblazers do. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Love it. Well, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, uh, why don't we go ahead and take another quick short break. But when we come back, if you're willing or interested, uh, would love to have you share a few excerpts out of your book. Is that okay? Yes, yes. Yeah. So have you you share a few of those. And then we still you still haven't had a chance. I haven't given you a chance to share where to get your book at. So we'll do that uh, when we come back after this. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. Wow. With so many awesome ways to grow in the transformation of your body, soul, and spirit, reconnecting with God, the heavens, and yourself through breathing? Let's get started. You can find Adina's Emerging Course series on breathing transformation at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Why wait? All right, we're back with Pita Kanda, and I was just... Try to figure out where these things end, and and I thought it was uh thought it was a fake ending to the little promo that was just on, and and then it um it, it was the end. So, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so um, Peter, I would love for you to go ahead and share some of the excerpts out of your book, um, and just give people a taste of it, and right, and then again yep. share where where they can get the book at. All right. Uh, look, I can't go past the little intro that's on the back, probably, because that, that helps people. And are you happy yeah. if I just read that out then? Um, okay. Yes, I mean, I intro the book by um, basically saying, fresh waters are pouring forth in this new era, bringing forth a glorious awakening to the reality of the truth of our oneness in Christ and with all creation. Living in and abiding from heavenly realms, walking the eternal dimensions, awaken to our divine nature and union with Yahweh, emanating his kingdom wherever he leads. Then I jumped into a paragraph. I just then the, the manifest revealed sons of God are arising in this new era, 
walking in relationship with Yahweh and not religious systems, hearing the call to the ancient pathways and carriers and releases of the greater glory and restoration, participating in the fullness of our inheritance and our new creation reality, kings and priests of the Most High God, living the ascended life and presenting Yahweh to all of creation, living gateways and heaven's reflections. So that's part of the introduction. (laughs) And I I think my heart was, I just, so I I then had a picture of wake up, you living gateways um, and carried on. So my heart. Are those pictures you've taken or? um, Yes. Yes. Basically, they're all my photographs out in nature. So again, I've sat and engaged all of that. That's actually where I live, opposite there. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) <laughs> so is that your dock then that goes out there? Is that what you mean? It's not my dock, but I wouldn't mind that being my dock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wonderful. It's just one of those sort of um, little wooden pathways out where the fishermen go and then walk down onto a sandbank to fish. And I, I love how it's just an endless pathway that goes out over the waters. Wow. Uh, love that. Yes. I have, um, I've got a section that I called Encounters in Portals. And I, I did a whole section called Silence. For to me, the summit of worship is silent prayer. And that's where I, I've sat talking about the presence of God and engaging the waters. And then I've moved into talking about the contemplative practices that I use to actually engage him and, and, and engage creation. So. I've done a section on the heart of the eagle because my name means golden eagle and just what that means, walking in one of the four faces of God and for others Mm. as well. Um, One of the sections that's been very um, impacting for people, like I said previously, is one called Transformation Not Transactional. The journey of our faith is one of transformation, moving one deeper and deeper into the reality of our communion with Yahweh, one another and all of creation. Hmm. Turing and transformational faith invite us to participate fully in the divine dance of the Trinity, knowing that it is in the relationship of the three persons of the Trinity where the flow and the power exists that God is the dance himself. And I just go on to write more into that. I love that. Love it. And so it's designed to be kind of read as a devotional, correct? Totally, yes. And that's what people are actually reading it. And I also had one about nurturing what God is opening in this hour. I had a very, very powerful, and tell me how we're going for time, Gil, but one thing that the Lord showed me in an encounter a few months ago, and someone from the cloud came to me. It was a very, very deep encounter. And basically what I was seeing and hearing was that still many of my people that are on this journey are still trying to take what he is doing now and put it into a box of an old structure rather than learning to transition well and move into the flow and let go of everything. Um, Acknowledging and honouring everything that has gone before because Mm -hmm. that has been the journey. But there is a whole new age and a whole new era that we are transitioning through into and be yeah. willing yeah. to walk in the mystery and let go of the old. 
Yeah, and you know that's that's really hard for some people because we have we've had people come and you know and I think of us, uh, you know, some specific that came uh, really wanted to engage and help in um, in in some of what we were doing, and um, but it just you know they weren't able to let go of the old. And I don't even want to say it that way. They yes. really resonated with that because uh, they would start talking about some of the stuff that had taken place. Uh, in, in the past and you could just see they would light up you know mm-hmm. and it's like you know that's good I'm I'm because I, I, I was happy to see that there was a place that they were extremely happy in but it really wasn't this place you know so trying to pull um, or or take what we were doing and rather than retranslate it and put it into something that um uh, fit their paradigm because that was part of what they were doing was going to help uh, help us um, put some stuff out uh, that would you know, reach more people but they wanted to take and reword it and redo things and and it's just like you know the father just told me be a friend be a friend mm-hmm. but you know at that point it was not the time and maybe later it, it could be but that they were not able to let go of what they knew so well in order to step into what father's doing now and it really it really is a transformation it's a paradigm shift it is and, total yeah it's a total shift it's a total transformation it's a total new era we know that i i think i certainly have engaged that over the last 20 years with people from when i was living in sydney dear friends uh, i think the reality now down and everyone's at a different stage on the journey they've watched my life they're looking at the fruit, and that has open hearts to inquire a bit more. There's great wisdom, engaging wisdom, to know what to share and when not to share too, isn't there? Because oh, there's absolutely. a responsibility when you release something, you know, yeah. so yeah. constantly. Yeah. Um, I learned that lesson very early, it's the excitement of talking into something that he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Pull back yes. the passion yes. for a bit and know, you know, when, oh, when yeah. it is hard for people to change. Well, and, and I've unfortunately seen a lot of people hurt themselves as well as people around them when they when they get so passionate and they start to share some of the stuff that they're learning and they get shut down or put down by others. And so now their passion, you know, is, is you know, it, they get hurt. And then in the process, I know some who have then hurt others because, you know, they just trigger after trigger after trigger. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's so it is such a great form of wisdom to learn when to say something and when not to. And I've, I've just learned that I don't have to say anything. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for, I'll throw a little seed out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And if there's somebody that bites that's interested, mm-hmm. and then I'll only share until to the point of which they can handle in terms of uh, if they start pushing back and get defensive, I don't mm-hmm. need to go there. I don't need to no. try to push them into my belief system. Um, no, and I, I think many of the, the great um, opportunities, for want of a better word, trying to find a word here, that I've had have been more that people have come to me because they've seen something emanate and they may not have the language around it, that while you just, and I think I might have said this last time we were on, you walk in such great rest or you seem to be shining. There's some sort of light around you. Or you yes. go to a naturopath down the road and she says, I see that white light around you. Tell me about it. You know, and ends up being a Catholic from years ago. So they see it and they, and they are. They ask. I think 
we've used the language before, but that we are truly becoming the walking epistle upon mm-hmm. the earth and in the heavenly realms. And we truly so are good. the actual, not performing signs and wonders. Yes, we do that. But we are the sign and the wonder. And people are, are totally and utterly drawn. That's, that's so the great. difference. Going from anointing to glory, going from doing signs and wonders to being the sign and wonder, transformed, yes. transfigured yes. sons, living in eternal <laughs> realms. You're going to emanate our glory and light and love and rest and kindness and all of those things that come out of the heart of the divine. Yeah. People are drawn to that and then the opportunities come. Yeah, you know, uh, I I will say that in my Christian walk, I have... I have definitely seen signs and wonders, and in fact, I've seen some mm. massive ones. And yet, I will say very, very strongly that to me, the greatest miracle of all is a heart and a mind set free mm. To, mm. to know who they really are in Christ. To me, that is the ultimate. Because after that, man, there's, there's really nothing that can hurt a person you know, yeah, you can get hurt physically, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of ways you can get hurt. But honestly, when you know who you are in Christ, um, it changes everything. It and- does. It does. And I mean, because uh, I stepped away from pastoring in a big church 20 years ago now, Gil, it's like I've seen this steps of transition where there was a reality of people returning to their first love, Um, something open, more about kingdom life than church life, and then it opened again, understanding about the order of Melchizedek. Then something else opened where people were starting to recognize oneness and union with Yahweh. Now, this transition again that we're understanding as sons and we're transitioning through over this next period to function and learn from him how we actually do certain things. I mean, I've translocated in the spirit and transported. I can't tell you the technology of that, but he's revealing these things to us as we we, um, come aside for him to show us. And so you've seen the foundations that Yahweh's been laying to get to the place where we're not offended by others, the sanctification process, that we know who we are and that we fully can release, whether it's light power, love, whatever he would have us do from the heart of him because we've done the journey. I've watched those foundations laid to this point and something is shifting as we're looking into the design of creation, what he would have us do. Love that. You know, um, now Australia, is it open yet as far as people traveling to or out of Australia or is it still closed? Oh, no, we've got our borders pretty much closed, which is keeping it. You know, it's pretty well safe here. Yeah. It's little clusters. Okay. But um, people can apply for certain permission to go to work or visit families. And uh, we're still yeah. trying to get people home from overseas that lived overseas. So it's wow, remarkable wow. how many people. You, you realize how many people have gone to live elsewhere over the last 12 months. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, the reason I ask is because... Um, uh, I know that once New Zealand opens that we're planning to go there to do an immersion retreat. Yeah. We just have yes. got such phenomenal results from these immersion retreats where we just have three to four days of spending time yeah. with people. And I'm just thinking, wow, I would love to have you you know, join us in one of those because I'd love to have so much more time with you because oh, I, I know our, <clears throat> our hearts resonate 
at, at, uh, at a very deep level. And I just so appreciate you. Thank you, Gil. And I think I think a bubble will open to New Zealand. That is on the card. Sorry, there there is what they call a bubble <laughs> oh. that New Zealand Australians will be will be able to do that. And, um, um, yeah. That would be great because I mean I've got in my heart to do, and I think Christopher Carter's got the language for this for himself, like creation retreats. That that's in my heart too, and. I've always held maybe I do a mystic retreat one day, but it never quite sat with that language. It's more creation and opening yeah. things up for people to explore <laughs> and walk into. Yeah. And give well, them and we're doing. Mm. We started doing seven-day retreats. Um, did one to engage with winter, and oh, it was so wow. interesting. We did it here at yeah. our house, yes. and had the coldest day of the year hit us <laughs> with all these people coming from other parts and i think the wind chill was like 30 below or something you know and it was, was like that when all well, the snow was outside of your place and you yes it was up like and you couldn't get out the door <laughs> well actually that was that was a few weeks later um oh. no th th this was different that one it wasn't even that that cold when we got all the snow uh which was wet snow that's that can be have its own problems but no this was a few weeks earlier and um it was just cold we did get snow yeah. but it was it was like uh i think 18 degrees below and then with the wind chill it was hitting 30 below and uh, we hadn't even experienced that living here for just over a year so it was new to us um and then everybody that you know that had come from around the country uh it's like we were doing a winter engagement and it's like winter came to engage us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it yes <laughs> so we're going to do one in july for to engage summer and yes it's engaging creation uh yeah. in the different l uh different uh seasons mm, yeah and we're looking yeah. forward to it so absolutely. one of these days you and i will meet will absolutely meet it would be wonderful yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. look forward to that yeah. so before we forget because we've said it several times where can people get your book and how do they get um, it oh yes well um there's many ways. Surf Creative okay. are the publishers, so one can log on to their website um, or Amazon or Book Depository or Barnes & Noble. So if they just put in Heaven's Reflections and my okay. name, it will come up in any of those sites. Okay. So that's and, the easy uh, way. Just do a Google search or do a search. Yeah. yeah. Heaven's Reflections, Peter Condon. That's it. And it comes up easily. And um, I don't... Um, for anyone in the United States, I think that's quite easy because I believe it was, was published there, Self Creative published it there, so it doesn't take long to acquire if they want to acquire it. Mm. Okay, beautiful, wonderful. Yeah, that's good. Well, okay, so we got like five more minutes. Um, anything else you'd like to share um, in these last few minutes? Oh, no. Um, I mean, I've got the awesome privilege of... Um, uh, zooming in or I may attend doing a conference or a gathering or a convergence with Christopher Carter at the end of April here in oh, Australia. Really? Awesome. So, so um, Christopher <laughs> is zooming into a gathering again at a hub which will be expanded out to include anyone around the world or globally. So I'll be involved with that. So we'll be sharing together there. So that's exciting. I feel very honoured because I love Christopher's heart. and Yeah frequency that he emits and um, met him the other day on zoom so we also were meeting one another on zoom but um so no i i think just to encourage people uh 
on the journey would be to say, don't run ahead of what Yahweh's um, opening, explore it, encounter it. Don't, um, I think there's, we're still now stepped into a preparation time as sons. I mean, I carry a call for the sons to arise, but I also carry a call deep within my heart on everything that we've been saying, don't run ahead of God. Let him bring you through to a point and re-encounter and grow in the things that he is showing you. And everyone is on a different journey. I think one of the things that I, I also learned in writing the book, Gil, was finding myself and finding the expression of myself and how to write that. I couldn't write a novel or I couldn't write a thick 200-page book. That wasn't me. So yeah, to yeah. leave people with the thought, we're all, because it's relational and I don't, we might all resonate with one another. I'm not looking to be Gil. I'm not looking to be Adina. I'm not looking to be um, an Ian Clayton. Right, right, I'm looking right, right. to be Peter in my relationship with Yahweh, exploring. And all I know is that when we sit face to face with him through contemplative practices, engaging him just for who he is he shows us who we are as well not only as a son but who i am what are the deep deep things of my own heart that i resonate with what gil resonates with how he's designed us what we said yes to and so i leave people with that find yourself by sitting with him because Amen. there's great freedom in walking into that Absolutely. Yeah, I think identity is is probably one of the, um, the the most important things that we can learn, because when we do learn our identity, then we begin to love ourselves as Father loves us. Yeah. And love is the key. And we can't really love others unless we love ourselves. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then what you put your hand to, and for me, going out in creation, engaging, which includes humanity, I'm not discounting that whatsoever. You resonate and there's such joy, there's bliss, there's, it's, there's wonder and awe in that. And, and again, you just emanate out that and people are drawn to that as well because you're true to who you are. And so, so good. I find a lot of that through the contemplative practices. And um, I encourage people with those too. It's that stillness, that quiet being with him. Um, Love that. one chooses to do that. Yeah. Well, Peter, thank you so much for being on here. And I, I really honor you. you. I love you. You're wonderful. Thank you, it's, it's great to see you again. And I do follow you. I follow your retreats and where you're going. And I know you've got this great <laughs> trip coming up soon. So that's wonderful. Looking forward to it. Yes. And, and, I, and I, I really can't wait. You know, Australia has been a dream of mine since I was a kid. I've never been to Australia. But for whatever reason, it's always been on my heart to get there. And oh, we've got several groups there that we would love to engage with so hopefully yeah. we get there in new zealand um mm. yeah can't wait till the the covid stuff is over so that we can yeah, absolutely um, it's, it's an amazing country i love it an ancient land <laughs> wonderful wonderful and then you'll have to come visit us as well <laughs> absolutely yeah. all right okay yeah, love you. you so much oh do you have time to do a, a behind the scenes section yes of course i'm here okay so we'll We'll do a do some do something for uh, our members, and if you would like to become a member, if you're watching this, go to kingdomtalksmedia.com, go to the easy button tabs, and if there's a drop down menu, click on the behind the scenes, and uh, it's ten dollars a month. It helps support us and um, keep the message moving forward. So, just thank you to everyone, and again, thank you, Peta. 
love you and uh, look forward to seeing you again. And we're going to do the behind the scenes right now. So take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website.